Welcome to In the Trenches, a weekly podcast series dedicated to entrepreneurial leadership, the principles and values that define and develop it, as well as actionable steps that you can take to immediately lead your team to victory. Hey, good afternoon, guys. This is Eric LeClaire over at Push Press, and uh, today we're continuing our In the Trenches series, and I'm super happy to have one of my old friends, and when I mean old, we're talking about an original affiliate, someone who was around 15 years ago and has uh, lent his knowledge and wisdom in his hand to not only producing some of the most original training concepts, but has really helped elevate both on the side of the sport as well as in the side of health. Doug Chapman, my friend, give the guy a little bit of background on yourself. Uh, like. Warm walks on the beach, hold ah. hands, you know, that type of stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I love it. So now I've been in coaching, training and coaching for, you know, 20 odd years plus. Um, you know, I've been a college wrestling coach and been in, you know, all this different stuff. Now I'm back to, uh, I went from my box, which is, I took you a little, little tour in the garage, two story. You know, I built it originally in order to do personal training. And I'd been at the time I was book, booking about um, it was I was actually working at Bally at the time, and I was working uh, right around 120 hours every two weeks, which wow. was which was gnarly because because like at the time it was a pretty good model. You could make a lot of money there because the way the way the model had worked. And then I was going to go. They were the management was kind of turning into Bench Richards, and I decided <laughs> to that uh, bill. I spent hundred thousand bucks on a garage and. Um, I'm going to do personal training. And then, then one of my buddies called me and I found CrossFit. So I ended up opening CrossFit Ann Arbor and which, um, you were at 8,000 square feet, um, you know, million dollars in equipment, that type of stuff. And um, what year, what year was that? 2000, 2005 is when I affiliated 2006, when I opened the big box, you know, it, it took me a while to get it to do a little bit of a little bit of money gathering and what have you. And so for a little over, you know, 10, 11 years, um, I did that. And one day I just said, I wanted, I just got tired of dealing with, you know, the regular day-to-day gym stuff. And I just decided that actually, this is almost, this is pretty close to my anniversary of me, me making the announcement. I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. And okay. so I sold all the equipment and, uh, moved back into my garage and, uh, what an amazing turnaround. Now, I mean, obviously folks know Ann Arbor and they also know Hyperfit USA as your brand, right? Yes, sir. And that's, that's, we've carried that the whole time. And, uh, and so there's obviously a, a segment of the CrossFit culture that recognizes what you've done both for the sport. And so, I mean, those were some major highlights for you. Um, there was some great times. I mean, somewhere it was written, 50 plus games appearances, 10 podium appearances. I mean, you've really helped turn some clients, professional athletes lives around. Um, well, you know, I write, I write programming that gets people, you know, that if, if somebody has, you know, here's the magical thing, right? If, if you were to do like, you know, you just talk about John Wellborn, right? Uh, before we talk, talk, if you're to do, if you're an average high school football kid and you try to do John Wellborn's workout, how John works out, 
the guy's going to break, right? Because they don't have the, the genetic potential and the physical potential. So I write programming that's geared towards people who really have the genetic potential to get there and the work ethic. And the one thing is that the one thing that kind of soured me to the whole games process is that, you know, people were more interested in putting up booty photos than they were of doing the fucking work. <laughs> And that, and that's, and you know, and it really is. It's like, you know, Hey, I'm doing this now. Look at this, my little, I've got this little mug and I'm going to eat this out of it. You know, like you know, it's, and, and that's, and it, it got, and it's, and it turned into very trivial. I think Greg felt the same way. And that's, I think why like kind of de-emphasized the games. Right. Uh, I've, I've read, I've got some people's opinions also that think that the exact same line. Well, I mean, so go back to those days in your mind in Ann Arbor and now obviously the switch to, transitioning into your own business, um, your own garage and running your own programming, and of course, transitioning to maybe a different market segment. Can you think of any themes, uh, themes or principles um, in the in the concept of leadership that has brought you through 20 years of service and 15 years of an affiliate and, you know, tons of games athletes to include now regular normal business back to the beginning? like. What has kept you going from a discipline or a structural standpoint? That's a really good question. And, uh, and I can do the Joe, Joe Biden thing and make up my own new question, but, uh, you know, I'm not <laughs> gonna fight it. you know, Hey, it's good. I'm almost, I'm almost at a dementia age. So I can right. probably, so, um, it's, it's what's kept me going is, is I love to be of service to humans. Okay. You know, I have like, I, one of my, like one of my kids came over today. One of the, one of the coaches from, from a small school up North, he's a former wrestling guy. So I've known him through his his head soccer coach down with him to to do a little, buy some equipment and do some, uh, and do a workout. And one of my high school athletes who happens to be, you know, as a sophomore going into a junior and over the last year, um, she has developed into be quite a, quite a remarkable um, mover. Okay. Right. You know, we're not moving big loads. We're making, cause honestly, cause remember there's this thing called CrossFit. It starts with mechanics, consistency, intensity. All right. Mechanics first. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a rank order there. Right. And, and so it was really, I was so proud that this morning was I had Brie. Okay. Show them what you know how to do with a barbell from top to bottom. I do a skill set, Right. And here's a 16 year old girl just got her driver's license, you know, the whole bit. Right. And she can move a barbell very, very well. It was and like, honestly, and in time she will move as well as Julie did, you know, and that will be because, because if you pursue mechanics and you really are interested in that, like I can think of like the, the, uh, the athletes that I've worked with over the years, the CrossFit athletes, mostly. And they will a lot of times bypass some of those real fundamental things. And sooner or later, they're going to have a, a, a decrease in efficiency. They won't be able to do it. They literally end up with an injury, they'll end up with, you know, why can't I cycle a barbell as fast as so-and-so? Because your bar path is all fucked up, right? right. It's because you're, you're an important patient. And it was proud, going back to Bree, is that here's this high school girl who moves almost as well as the two high, the college strength and conditioning coaches. Awesome. And, and, and Flex or Fletch had been one of my athletes and done the programming for quite a while and understands my, my adherence to it. So what keeps me focused is I'm really huge into human movement 
and quality of movement. And, and, you know, if somebody does that and adheres to it, they don't get hurt. It's right. when that their ego gets in the way, it's a problem. And that also creates a longer path for them or their longer potential journey for them. Um, more durable, more resilient, more capable down the road versus, you know, the real short, high intense piece, flash, bang, done. Right. One year, maybe. Do you remember the old, like the, 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 the level ones, like there weren't even level ones. It was CrossFit certification. We started, right. The coach to go a long steady trajectory to a distant horizon. And, yeah. and it wasn't this, it was this. Yeah. And they were studying. And then I remember Pat Sherwood um, at level ones, when we teach level ones, it was like, um, and Pat would talk about that too. And the thing is, is that, you know, there's a lot of impatience, right? And I mean, it's why people do, do drugs. They, they do their enhancing drugs because they're not patient enough to do the work for a long enough period of time. I, they want immediate gratification. Yep. And it's, and to me, the kids I'm working with now, like right now, um, we had a bunch of high school kids. Some of them, like one of them is like 11 years old. Look at my IG. His name's Meyer Murray. And the little guy's doing dead hangs pull-ups from chimes, those, those rogue chimes. One the Just, yeah, yeah. I mean, totally badass. And, uh, when, and it happened, and I got, how would I get my customers is I've gotten all of my customers from referrals from people I know. And like one of my, my friends from high school, um, that's his son guy. I knew he was a couple of years ahead of me in school. It's his son. that's doing that. So he hired me to do this, to develop his kid. And my other friend had to be trained her boys. And, uh, you know, and all of a sudden, wow, we have this trainer that, that, you know, I don't advertise at all. I mean, again, I need to redo a website. <laughs> Talk about the, just the transition of like the before, during and after, not even of, of, you know, today's crisis but like just the evolution of you and your offerings and your products i mean you've obviously had a base fundamental of excellence whether you want to call it mechanics or the chasing virtuosity we go back to the very beginning those dialogues we've had 100 years ago but you're still pursuing that same level of excellence and expecting that teaching that and instilling that in these young athletes they will take that with them off into their college years or from their college off into their sporting years would you i mean I'm going to, we're going to totally deviate from the the crisis piece here. And I, you know, this is because it's an important thing. There's thousands of coaches out there today that I think are missing that fundamental um, understanding of movement and they are failing at their business because they're just selling what's sexy today. What would you tell them? What, what would you share coached young coach or, you know, senior leader to junior leader? What would you, what would you share with them? That's another really good question. Uh, and it's, it's pretty thought provoking. It's like, what would I, if I were a young coach starting out in my career in this, um, I would make sure that your customers, people, you is that you're there to help them achieve their goals. And the thing is, is a lot of, a lot of success long-term is redirecting people back to the focus of their goals. You know, they'll say, they'll, you know, like, like my little, my little hockey player, his name's Kenny. It's funny as shit, dude. Funny kid, long hair, looks like, like little, it looks like Jude, Joe Dirt. He's like 14 years old. And so he's out into this CrossFit thing. So he goes to this ritual. And so this is, let me, and I'll circle back. So he's watching CrossFit. And so right before we're going to do a workout, he goes, Hey, I'm going full CrossFit, takes his hat off, takes his shirt off, and grabs some chalk. You know? <laughs> and, love it. Uh, love it. And the thing is, is that 
I think that from a, from a, to, to give advice to, to them is I don't know if I have a huge library of information is never stop learning. And what, and the biggest thing is, is once you think, you know, that's when you got a problem, right? You got a problem. And you know, it, it's every day. Like right now, I just, I found some uh, YouTube kettlebell videos, right? Um, got, you ever watch Funk Roberts? No, no. Never heard of him, right? He's an MMA trainer. I found him searching around kettlebell stuff because I love kettlebells as a training modality. And I've been an RKC and all that kind of stuff back in the day. And uh, and I think it's a fantastic thing, right? But I'm watching this video and I picked up a new kettlebell move. I'm like, because like I'm in my living room and my, 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 my TV's over here, right? And this guy's doing what's called a gorilla row. Instead of going like a bent over row with, your, with, the, with the handles outside, he goes... Call it a gorilla row, and this was wasn't Funk Roberts, it was somebody else. But guy's got a big arch in his back, good solid position, like he's in a sumo deadlift, and he's doing a row right now. And you think about right now, the real problems you have with austere equipment. Most of your customers right. are you don't have an ability to do a whole lot of pulling. We are a very push dominated situation. Right. Unless someone's got a bar on the doorway or downstairs on the stairs. But you're assuming like the average clientele can't do a pull up. At all. Yeah. So, you know, they don't have a set of rings. Like in our gyms, we had tons of ring rows. I just took a, p- a picture of, of, like, I've got like 40 pairs of competition rings, like straps and rings. I just found them in a box. And so I've been, I've been selling off some equipment to some of the people around here locally. Stuff I, I just, I have done redundancy. And, but think about this is how many, how much actual load can you, can you match? Cause you're doing all this pushing, right? If you can't do a pull up, What's a good 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 uh, modifier, right? Through a loop over a bat, you know. I mean, who knows, right? Or sheets down, rings down, or what can you do for rowing? Barbell yeah. pendulum rows, dumbbell rows, kettlebell rows. If you have enough weight, you yeah. know, and that's and that's and those are issues. Well, that's that's not going to work. Yeah. Well, mo- and most of the people have they come they come to CrossFit gyms because they have a problem, right. and the problem is is. They don't, they, they're not motivated to work out at home. And now we're jamming everybody back home. Right. And so now we're like, like we're using Zoom, right? To talk to each other. So check this out. It's, you know, they're like my girlfriend's doing these live classes and she's doing them out of my, my studio upstairs and she's taking, and she's beating herself senseless to do it. And in the, the conversation we had earlier today was how to get more, you know, sagittal pulling or even frontal plane pulling type stuff. Because right. you, I mean, right now everybody's gonna be like this, like like high school high school football players. All they do is bench press, <laughs> right? So you got to be creative, you know. In this time, we're we're forced to adapt. We're forced to try to overcome the considerations that folks are are limited by. Look, so we've only got about two minutes to go, and this will this will chop off here in a second. But I, you know, what I want. So maybe we can kind of finish on is now, instead of you talking directly to that junior or young coach, what about the affiliate owner today who still has the brick and mortar? They're struggling. Their clients are struggling. They can't, you know, who knows how many gyms are going to come out of this successful. 50%. Any, yeah, yeah, probably. Maybe maybe for that affiliate owner now who's staring down the barrel. Like, you know, let's just say it's your girlfriend. She's struggling to think of maybe creative ways to adjust training programming. Put her in the position of where you were back in Ann Arbor. What would you tell the the struggling gym owner right now today, knowing the current situation and kind of the unknown 
longevity of this coronavirus? One is, it's probably preparing financial health to begin with. You know, I mean, we've been living, a lot of the gyms have been hand to mouth. You know, I mean, I had been a Wall Street guy before I had done all this stuff, right? Back in the day when I first got to college, the MBA thing, the Wall Street thing, right? Whatever. You need to have nine months of income in the bank. Babe. Yep. Babe. Okay. So that means, you know, you should be putting 10% of your income away every month, no matter what happens, you know, and live within your means. Now, then you got an opportunity now. This is an opportunity as much as it's a threat to your business. Maybe right. that building, that lease wasn't as good as you wanted. Go get your shit out of it and find a cheaper lease because there's other people going to be having moving stuff. Yep. You know, you're going to have a lot of the guys who were struggling getting by month to month. This is like the, the pandemic, right? Every time there's a pandemic, it works. It, and this is, and I'm not being unemotional or, or mean about this, right? Because it's shitty because people are dying and it's not something you want. But if you watch a herd of gazelles, which one is fucking eaten? The old ones, the young ones, the sick ones. You know, which ones get sick and die? The old ones. Are sick. And what we do in CrossFit, and this is part of my mission and your mission too, Eric, is that our job is to make people healthier and fitter. And the thing is, is that if you keep on that motion, you will have a ton of business at the end yep. of this. Because the guys are doing it thinking they're going to make a, a, quick, a quick buck. Ain't going to happen. Out, you know, take this opportunity to rethink your business, all of your processes. How do you intake clients? How do you service clients? How do you hold clients accountable? How do you provide? Like, what do you do? I mean, yeah. top to bottom, you've got it. Probably, you know, let's say June one, everybody gets a thumbs up and they're going to go back. I mean, <clears throat> Michigan, California, you know, you're not going to be in California anymore, but. It's like they're pretty liberal, very kind of controlling type governments. Okay, right. in the same right. way, our governors is is pretty. She she would be declare herself emperor if she could, and that uh-huh. would be. Um, it's it's this is the way it is. Human nature, right? It's the way it is. Once you get power, you want more power. Um, but there's going to be opportunities. June one, between now, we're not even April fifteenth to June one. There's another six weeks. Let's call it. You can rethink your entire business. You can go, you can fix all of your messed up website. You can, uh, all the stuff you want to do and think through how you're going to do it. It's a a perfect opportunity to, to refine or reorder or to sit back and kind of assess where the weak spots are. Absolutely. And I think that that's one of the things providing an opportunity. Remember it's it's that, that Chinese character, I hate to say Chinese character, but the Chinese character says, the same thing as risk for danger also means opportunity. And the thing is, if you can find a way of finding opportunity when everybody's panicking, everybody that was a Baron de Rothschild said, I love to buy when there's blood in the streets. So yeah, that's- everybody's selling, I'm buying. I and love I think it. Right now, I mean, I th- honestly, this is after the end of this, I'm probably going to open a brick and mortar again. Because there's going to be a gigantic opportunity for it. Yeah, there's a massive vacuum to capitalize on. Man, well, Doug, I sincerely appreciate your time. Uh, More importantly, I appreciate your friendship. Uh